looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel. Looking for good ideas for life, you are far from good hands. If you think the listener is always right, you are far from the right place. Hosted by Northeasterner by birth, a rebel by choice. If you want a host that floats between love and madness, then play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. You drive me wild. <laughs> what up, Crazy Train Radio? You look like hell. And I could look the same. What's the photo for? You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Truth, 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 I'm one crazy nerf Hey there, Friday fans. We know how much you enjoy the movies. Enjoy grabbing your Friday merchandise and interacting with the Friday family, whether it be at conventions or during our particular watch-alongs. Well, when you're looking to get yourself masks, why not check out our friends over at Camp Blood Customs out of New York State and order your specific custom mask from any of the films. All orders are made specifically. Your needs and wants are. Make sure you find Camp Blood Customs on Facebook, Instagram, and all over social media and order yours today. I'm Dee Wallace, and you're listening to Crazy Train Radio. (laughs) 
ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. <laughs> this is, we got all bases covered here. We got Dr. Mike from California. We got a former co-host who's back on the saddle again, which God bless her for it. Elena over in Ireland. Hey. But yeah, welcome her back. But this next guest is known for being a part of five series over 250 film and TV credits, including several horror films, such as Hills Have Eyes, The Howling, Cujo, Critters. But a lot of people that listen to us would probably know her best as Mary Taylor, the mother in the 1982 blockbuster, E.T., which is scary that it's going to be 40 years this year. I know. But it's hard to believe, like I said, this year, it's going to be celebrating a major anniversary. But she is an Emmy-nominated actress, a best-selling author, which we're going to be talking about one of her books today, multinationally respected. And she is in the art. She was just telling Elena before we started recording, she's going to help with, try to help with this as well. In the art of self-creation and channel and energy and all that for the past 30 years, let's welcome Miss D. Wallace. Dee, how are you? I am so fabulous. I can't even begin to tell you. And she was just saying, I'm hoping I'm not speaking out of tune when she jumped on the call here, that she just got back from the gym yeah first time in two years yeah oh my gosh felt so good I mean you know we all still have to really be careful everybody had masks on my trainer wiped down everything before I touched it Uh, but at least I got to go back and work out and you know when I do that physically it helps my mental and emotional adjustment too so absolutely and that there's always a connection between the two physical and mental but speaking of that i want to start off with the book the latest book i should say because obviously i would think it works with mental health as well and elena was just telling us she actually just finished reading it and also wait her physical copy but the book is Born Giving Birth to a New You. So with this being said, and it seems like there's a lot of love and spirituality and all that with the book, but why would you say love is so important to get what we want in life? Because love is the most powerful creative tool we have. I mean, you know, the Bible says it pretty much uh, brain science. There's a lot of brain scientists and a lot of proof behind it, which I talk about in Born. Born is a a real combination of showing how religion, spirituality, and brain science are pretty much all saying the same thing. I think think there's so much, uh, it gives us an excuse, you know, to think that they are so different in so many ways when really they're not. And um, for example, Christ said, think only on these things, peace, joy, harmony, love, you know, brain science says, whatever you focus on, you create more of. So if you want more peace 
and love and unity in your life, that's what you want to focus on. And uh, most of us are taught to not focus on love to create the things we want. Like if we want money, we're kind of pissed off that we don't have it, you know? And if we want health, we are very focused on the lack of health that we don't want. If we're in a bad relationship, we're very focused on what's wrong with it instead of the love of a strong and powerful relationship. So in a nutshell, that answers your question. Yes. And, and it's funny that I wasn't aware of this. And I want to bring Elena on here in a second about, because she literally just finished a book as we're getting ready to start with my little mix up there time-wise, but I'm surprised I didn't notice, but the vibe I got from the book was that it was similar to the Ted talk you gave, which was close to me in Cape May, New Jersey. That was titled the common ground of self. That's part of it. Yeah. I got that same vibe from hearing the Ted talk, but you know, it mixed in there, but Elena, do you have something uh, based off the book you want to uh, ask? Hold on. Before go I go to Elena, I just want your listeners to be clear about what you were and what you were referencing. Okay. That are the way we see ourselves, our self-esteem, how we think of ourselves, how we see ourselves in the world and how the world sees us locked into our brains by eight years old. So if you keep hitting the same wall in your creation process, one of the most valuable things you can do is to go back and look, not to blame, but to inform yourself around what you were taught verbally and what you were modeled from conception to eight years old you will see a lot of the reasons that your little child within you is holding yourself back. Yes. And being as you, I'm sorry, Elena, but, okay. I was a, but and it's funny that you say that because you talked about with that, that the childhood self of you affecting your sure. adults, adult self, which you were talking about the mortgage and all that kind of stuff which I really, if you want to get a full grasp of what we're talking about here is I will put a link to that Ted talk as well. But Elena, go ahead. I just wanted to say thank you so much for this book, Dee, because it came at such a perfect time for me. I spent the last three months um, very sick with a stomach um, infection or a bacterial infection. And and they put they tested me um, for everything under the sun and just my whole kind of belief system and, you know, kind of beating myself up and not being in alignment yeah. and in a positive vibration. I just felt like I was giving up on myself and I couldn't find myself. And when I read your book, I was just like, oh, my God, I'm back. It's like this is what I needed to hear. And Great. because I know you and I know your work, it felt more personable because I could hear your voice. And you explained it in such a way that I understood it more than reading stuff like The Secret or things like that. You yeah, I, so well. that was my whole intention to make it really simple yeah. and fun. I tell a lot of stories in it and short 
so that yeah. people literally can get everything they need. Really, if they sit down and read it in, it won't take you more than a day, you know, <laughs> if you sit down and when, but it's, that was the whole purpose of it. I mean, I have huge respect for Eckhart Tolle. I cannot get through his work. It's too heady for me. And when I started channeling, I said to my channel, why me? Why are you coming to me? And they said, because you're the girl next door and you can say it like everybody can understand it. I went, <laughs> all right, I'm in. I'm in. So my see, my my question for you, Elena, would be why, what belief system you had that attracted this stomach thing? Do you want to go into it or not? No, I can talk about it. Um, I can totally understand where you're coming from and I can try and analyze it myself. But I oh, hold been... on. Don't tell me anything. <laughs> Sheets. Look, I'm balancing. Okay, getting the highest answer and understanding. Give me a song, any song that pops into your head. Medwin Goodall, The Gifts. And what's it about? If I'd never it's, heard it, what's it about? It It's, well, I classify it as my happy song. I throw it on to put me into my love place, as you say in your book. It's a happy, happy song. No lyrics. It's just instrumental kind of Indian happy vibes. Okay. So you attracted this stomach thing because you didn't love yourself. That is right. <laughs> okay. Now, what started that, though? Because that wasn't always the case with you. No, I, I hit anxiety and depression. But yeah, what happened like um, between a year and two years ago? And I think it's with the male. Um, uh, if I have to go into them on too much, I've been dealing with it in counseling, but more so um, a good while ago, I was um, assaulted by a film director. Okay, okay. So that experience put you into self-judgment, mm -hmm. okay? And doubt, a lot of doubt about yourself. So can you, are you willing to turn that around? And say, okay, maybe I created this as a signal to myself that I have to come forward and love and respect myself and demand respect for from others more in my life. Right? Because that's yeah. the lesson from it, isn't it? You were disrespected. And now you want to love yourself and respect yourself more. Yeah, I just felt because, I wasn't good enough. Well, what happened to you literally made you sick to your stomach, which is understandable. Yeah. Okay, so what you want to focus on is the love and joy around being respected and honored and cherished in this life by you and by everybody else. I talk a lot in Born about the three pillars, yeah, which is so important. And most people 
don't have this information. So how I see myself, how I see the world, and how I see the world seeing me all have to come together for massive creation to happen. So I can see myself as an actress. If I look out and go, yeah, but the world, you know, it's too hard. I don't know anybody. Why would why would the world, you know, it's going to be too hard for me to be an actress. Then it stops right there. If I look out and go, you know, I think the world could let me be an actress. But all the casting directors and the producers and the directors, you know, they're not going to know who I am. They're not seeing me as a star. Then it stops right there. So all three things, all three pillars, when you bring them together, miracles happen. Yeah. And in a nutshell, I'm trying to do it real fast for our time, (laughs) but... I'm very grateful for that. Thank you, Dee. I've started being um, a channeler myself. I've had a gift since I was a child myself, and I'm 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 able to channel through cards. I'm not as good as you, but uh, I hope to one day um, do that because I can see spirits and I can. See You're already energy. doing it. Yeah. <laughs> but you see, you have to say, "I am a channel." I am a channel. <laughs> That's right. You have to claim it to be it. Yeah. <laughs> Question. Okay. I, well, I was going to say here, and I'm actually kind of glad it went that direction because the Elena I've known for over a year is a, I know only got a couple of years on her, but she's a good kid and she's, you know, very giving, always thinking about others. So I was glad to see this little exchange here and be a part of that for her right, to hear right. what every, what most people see of her. But what I was going to say is, as far as the book is concerned, we're also, besides the TED Talk, we're going to put a link on Amazon. It's in paper book. Please check this out. But what I was going to ask there, and I want to bring Dr. Mike in as well to be a part of the conversation. But with the experience, what we just saw there and folks will hear, is this also what you do with Conscious Creation Radio? Yes. Yeah, I have a a free call-in radio show every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, And you can call in and talk to the channel and ask him anything. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, nothing's off the table. (laughs) Well, Well, with that, and before I bring Mike in, it's funny you say that. And I know it, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, but because you said nothing's off topic, but is there yep. something that is there something that really floored you when somebody goes, "Hey D, what about X, Y, and Z?" And they bring up a topic. I am totally out of it. I'm just in the channel, so it's not my it's not my place to judge. My place, my job is just to bring through the highest truth. Doctor Mike, you were saying before we got started too about a book done by Dee's daughter as well that you had seen and own a copy of last year. So do you want to bring that up as well? Sure. And I would like to say too, I hope I was not the only viewer that saw Dee when uh, she was reunited with, I think, both of her sons from ET on Susan Anton's terrific idle chat show. Uh, Must have been filmed, I'm guessing, last August or September at the Hollywood Museum. 
Um, I moved back to the SoCal area after 40 years away in the cleaner air of the Bay Area right before COVID hit and um, have been to that museum many times for like sports people there. But uh, I, I discovered this little channel that's at a garden grove, the retro channel. And I was set to do some press with her. And then her agent said, oh, they're not renewing it for a second season. They, it is in uh, repeats. They've repeated your episode the third time just last Saturday and this upcoming one. She does it with legends. So she reunited the two surviving members of the Leave it to Beaver show, of Knott's Landing, etc. It's in. Yeah, it was a really sweet show. I don't know why they're not doing a second season. Do you get it on your system? I'm in the Orange County in Huntington Beach, but I'm going, I've never seen this channel. I know all of the nostalgia channels because I'm familiar with your work, you know, uh, on the, uh, gosh, Lou Grant and uh, the City yeah. Croft Super Show, all of that stuff. So I've not read the book, but your daughter Gabrielle has at least three self-help books out, was the most terrific energetic guest I'd had in years on a show I do. Well, you before. better not say that after I'm on. <laughs> well, of course not. And, but we've talked mostly about you and Elena just meeting her today, very sorry. I apologize for men all over the world for whatever horrific. Oh, it's okay. I know you're not all like that. No, but it's, uh, it, it pains me. So I think uh, Miss Stone's book, like her daughter's, but particularly Miss Stone, and we talked, Gabrielle and uh, your daughter talked more about you because, uh, you know, very big fan. I'm sure she loved that. <laughs> well, like Susan Anton, it, you get emotional because I went to see E.T. the night it opened at the, the biggest theater we had in San Francisco on uh, Van Ness Boulevard, the Regency that's now bulldozed. And just watching it, you know, on cable will, will hit me uh, because we, we sort of need that now. With Boy, the country and most of the world, I think. So I'm sitting in your book here because I'm just discovering what your book's about. So I'm going to be. Well, and it's by no mistake that I start in ET because ET really teaches everything I'm teaching. <laughs> uh, keep your heart open. Keep your heart light on, and you get back to the home of you. You get back to who you really are. And everything, everything is love-centered. We are all... We need that now because with, I don't know about other countries like Elena's in uh, Scotland or Ireland. Ireland. <laughs> we're, so, we're so divided in this country, not so much in Canada, I don't think. But I, I think love, peace, and getting back to remembering people are all human beings and stuff and and much of which i'm sure is in your book but we need that your book maybe more than ever because this country well the message from my book everybody needs and people don't understand that everything's energy you learned that in fifth grade energy's neutral there's no bad energy there's no good energy energy's neutral that's science and energy must have a direction. If you don't consciously give it a direction, it will take direction from the news, from old religious beliefs, uh, from your significant other, from your fears of your childhood, anything. So 
that's what I'm saying. You must focus and direct your energy on what you want, not on the, the division, but on the unity. I think okay. the best thing uh, I was going to say is I got a lot of prejudices from my stepfather growing up, you know, till about age seven or eight. And it took forever to rid myself of that. I did that kind yeah. of. Alone. I wish I would have had your book back then. I <laughs> wish I had had my book back then, too. <laughs> you know, and I. That's why I wrote Bubbleopoloo and the I Love Me's. Because. All kids, if they start learning these principles now, their their lives and our world will be totally different. So Bupalopalu is the children's version. There's, I'm hoping that there will be a, a series of the Bupalopalu books. But the first one teaches the first principle that I talk about in Born, which is choice. And the little Bubba teaches the little boy, you know, he says, daddy thinks I'm not strong enough. And grandma thinks I'm not big enough. And mommy thinks I'm not a good enough friend. And Bubba says, well, you haven't asked the most important person, you. Who do you want to be? And that's the beginning of how we define who we are and how we define who we are creates how our life shows up for the rest of our life. That's definitely something I want to, as that's being said, and I was familiar with the that children's book as well, because I have a, she's going to be five-year-old niece coming up in March. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And she it's amazing how smart she is and observant since the times all, all of but, them because well all kids are like that but and I've been fortunate enough to have uh, several kids that were in my life that were just like mind blown and we'll get to the entertainment stuff in a second folks but I felt like now's a good time to bring this up since we're talking about it but with all the negativity between COVID and the politicizing of everything and all, she's always asking me about what's going on, just concern. And I think the children's book would be a perfect fit for her, for her birthday, I think. Yeah, it would. That most, it's a perfect fit for any kid out there, guys. So I'm going to include a link to that as well, because that's important to, like you said, to teach the children early yeah. on. Well, you know, uh, be as a little child to enter the kingdom of heaven. And on the other side, Hitler said, give me the children all own the world. Mm. That's how important what Scary. we say and what we model. And it, what people don't understand is like, when I, if I would say to you, okay, um think about creating money you see it outside of yourself don't you yes yeah but that's not where you create it you create it with the light of you within you you literally are the frequency of money that attracts money to you 
And the more you get in alignment with that, the more things just become delivered to you. It's crazy to watch, guys, and in better ways than you can ever imagine it. I mean, it's crazy to watch. I, the, last, <laughs> the last chapter of Born, they told me, my channel told me, write, go through the whole year last year and write down what happened month by month. I was flabbergasted at what I created every month and what just dropped into me. Now, I didn't know those opportunities were out there, but I was in alignment with drawing them in like a magnet. Think of yourself as a magnet. We are electro, we're electric beings. They, they measure our heart through electrocardiograms, our brain through electroencephalograms. So every feeling and thought we have has an electrical impulse that shoots out into, guess what? A universe that is electromagnetic. So if, if you want to get the program that you want to watch on TV, you've got to tune into the right channel. Same thing going on with the universe. If you want to get the life you want, you got to send out the right signal that the universe can plug into. It's really as simple as that. But hate and judgment and all this, that, that ain't going to bring you what you want, guys, ever. No. But like I said, the book is Born Giving Birth to a New You. The link will be a part of this interview. But with the channeling of energy and stuff, I want to go into the entertainment side a little bit here, if we can, D. Yeah. Fred Astaire's got nothing on her or Ginger Rogers. <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> but I would. I heard a funny story with uh -oh. the howling, and this is a personal story, at least. That so you were brought on at the time if i heard this correctly because we know everything on the internet is true but <laughs> you you pitched your who you were engaged to at the time christopher stone who became your husband father of your daughter and such and the well, producer what well, a producer called with the good news and he had an oh shit moment rising yeah. when he got the phone what happened was I had to audition and then I got the part and he called and he said, you know, D we, um, we've got a really good cast for you, but we can't find anybody to play your husband. And I said, well, what, what are you looking for? He said, well, he's got to be really virile, but with this sensitive side. And I went, Oh my God, I'm engaged to him. Like I'd never <laughs> put this together before. And I'm not a real blonde. And, but I knew in that moment, if I said, oh, my fiance, they'd go, I don't think so. So I said, you know, there's this guy I did chips with, Christopher Smith or Stone or some S word. So they went out and found him. They brought him in. He auditioned. He got it on his own. Then the producer called me. Well, he called and I picked up and he said, D. And I said, hi, Dan. He said, I'm sorry. You know that guy that you mentioned? Well, we really loved him and we hired him 
I was calling him. I guess I called the wrong number. And he said, no, you called the right number. And there was this long pause. And he went, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are going to gang up on me. In the end, they were really happy that they had Chris there because back in those days, I could really kind of spin out there when I got into the emotion of everything. So would uh, Chris, was he the type of personality, not only just for that project, but as long as your relationship was and marginal, was he one to bring you back in? Like you said, because you would spin out. Oh, yeah. Chris was my rock. He was my he was my level field. Yeah. At one time we did a movie together in Poland and I got stuck in an elevator, which they call an elevator, but it's really an open air shaft with one light. And I'm in this elevator with like this and everybody else is Polish and nobody else speaks English. And it goes halfway down and everybody starts screaming. So by the time we got down there, I was, I have claustrophobia. So I was like hysterical and they couldn't calm me down. And they went to get Chris, who was already down shooting. He was this big burly Marine. So he wasn't scared anything so he comes up he says popper that's his nickname for me popper popper and And he just hauled off and whacked me one (laughs) and i went don't you freaking ever hit me again yeah she's okay now (laughs) but yeah he uh he knew how to handle me Oh boy. But you were saying uh before we started, Dr. Mike initially brought up about reading the your daughter's book and everything else. And I made the joke saying she's her mother's daughter. But what would uh you say was the traits your daughter got from Christopher? Oh, that's a great question. Um Probably her ability to remain planted and focused. And also, uh, Chris had an amazing ability of just letting things roll off his shoulder. She can do that a lot of times. Uh, things don't roll off my shoulders. I It's like, all right. I'm going to deal with that right now. (laughs) Um, And I don't know, Chris and I were just a great, you put the two halves together and we created balance and focus with a lot of drive and a lot of love. So it was, and and she has both those sides. She definitely has a drive, though, let me tell you. Definitely has a drive. Well, I have one question about E.T., because i got to be respectful of time. But then I want, Elena wanted to bring something up, some stuff you shot in Ireland. 
But with ET celebrating the big anniversary this year, did you have a point? Did you ever realize that it was going to be as big or successful that it became? After it came out and I stood in line at the Cinerama Dome and went in and watched it with an audience. Not until then. You never have an idea when you're shooting something, guys. You always hope it's going to, you know, but so many factors have to play into that. And then I watched it at Universal with a bunch of suits. And when you watch it in a room like that, nobody says anything or reacts because God forbid if their boss doesn't like it and they, you know, I came home and I said, I I think my career's over. I think they hated it. And Chris said, we're going to go see it with a big audience. Well, people were cheering and crying and laughing and standing. And I mean, there was no, you, you couldn't have any doubt watching it with an audience that it was going to be a huge hit. Elena, you, would you like to yeah. bring up these projects you mentioned to me? Uh, sure. I just wanted to jump in on ET real quick as well, because it's on every year for Christmas in Ireland. And I treat yeah. you every year, D, <laughs> just for the crack. Uh, when I say crack, I'm not talking about drugs. I just mean fun. It's Irish. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> yeah. But um, when I was sick, I, ju- I literally felt compelled to just throw on E.T. And I just feel this is just I was meant to meet you now. Like it's all in alignment of how the events came yep. across. And, and, Absolutely. Um, and, you uh, know, we've been hearing it for decades, guys. Go back to Peter Pan. Think happy thoughts and you fly. <laughs> Go to the Wizard of Oz. You had the power all along, Dorothy. You know, we've been hearing it and hearing it and hearing, but we don't live it. We got to live it. We have to take responsibility for being what we want. Right. And it's, it's all a choice. And once you make the choice, the world starts opening up and showing you the way. I definitely believe that. And I'm so glad to be back on track now on your book. Really Me too, goes- baby cakes. Me too. Because <laughs> you're a beautiful, you can just feel your beautiful spirit. Don't oh, let you. anybody take that away from you. Don't let anything or anybody that's happened to you keep you from creating who you want to be yeah okay i can feel your spirit too d you have such powerful energy around you but uh, the two projects i did want to bring up was um jonathan kind of got a bit confused because i don't think you actually shot in ireland no i wish ireland is one place that i really 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 want to come well, I am manifesting it and you will and we'll act together. <laughs> okay, that's a deal. <laughs> and Elena but, uh, will put me in my place later for that, but go ahead. 
Yeah, but Rockadoodle has been one of my favorite animated movies since I was a child. And I know I was shot in Bray, but you were brought on to be the voiceover of the mother. And I was just curious about that. Was it because they couldn't understand her accents or were they going for a different vibe of you you were the voiceover? I have no idea. I wish I could give you a backstory on Rockadoodle, (laughs) but... I, I I think literally I was involved for a day or a day and a half and right you know I I I I don't know Elena I wish okay. I did because <laughs> it's such a sweet movie and I remember watching it because I knew your voice and I saw the woman's face and I was like that's not Dee Wallace like I'm so confused right now why is her voice on this film and I had to look it up well maybe voice. just so I could make you happy when you were a little girl baby. <laughs> We've been connected for that long. Yes, yes, we have. My my nickname from school has been E.T. because my initials are E.T. I'm Elena Tully, so we're connected for sure. But the other film I wanted to talk to you about was The Frighteners because I love you so much in that because it's the first time we kind of saw you get to play the the bad person. Yeah. I, I really loved it so much. So what was that like to actually go out of your comfort zone and, you know, do something. Oh, it was delicious. It was absolutely delicious. Yeah. I I loved working with Peter Jackson. I loved being in New Zealand. Mm. Um, You know, my husband died during that shoot. So Mm. it was a real yin and yang experience for me, but shooting the film and Peter and, I just have so much love in my heart for him. That's great. And, thanks and so I love I love playing the bad guy. I loved exploring that part of me. You know, it's fun for an actor. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It was a good experience. Dr. Mike, you, do you have something uh, you'd like to? Well, I've got two, and I'll be respectful of her time too. I was going to ask her earlier before I MDBing. I thought I could wing it because I thought I knew her career. I obviously didn't. I was going to ask her about ageism in Hollywood, but looking and seeing all of these roles where she's not having to play a mother or a, you know a grandmother all of the time, more so like Judy Dench or Ellen Burstein or you know some of our great actresses in her. I would consider her contemporaries, Diane Keaton, Diane Ladd, who came a little bit before Dee. Uh, but it, it, it seems like you, more so than uh, many, control, maybe it's through what you're writing about in your new book, is controlling yeah. your destiny, owning it, which Elena will be doing now with your Well, own. you know, as you believe, it's delivered to you. I don't have any belief in ageism for women. Uh, I don't buy into that. I love to work. And my intention is just to keep working until I don't anymore. I mean, <laughs> and right. loving it. And- it looks like you can choose and do your own projects. My my thing was it it has appeared to be true. Like once you hit 35, there are either stereotypic roles thrown at you that you obviously would toss or maybe not get offered the roles that you should be like a Judy Dench or Keaton or, or well, you know, I have a beautiful Hallmark film on right now. Uh, I'm getting ready to shoot a Western on Thursday. 
Right yeah. after that, I'm doing a romantic comedy. You know, I just don't, I just don't buy into, I, I just want and intend to attract to me all the projects I would love to do and to make it easy and fun and work with great people that are talented that respect me. Speaking of which, my agent just called. <laughs> thankfully, there's more female, thankfully, there's more female executive, the Shonda Rhimes, et cetera. Last thing, quickly, um, you know, I'm not a real religious person, but I've always thought of E.T. almost being Christ-like on, on some levels, somebody bringing people together, healing them, resurrecting. Did anybody think that at the time? No. In 81? No. That was never the intention. No. Not the intention, but just maybe some similarities or, you know, anybody can read well, it. Of course, there's similarities because it's all about love. <laughs> and that's what Christ taught, love. And that's the first thing we learn in Bible school. God is love. God and love interchangeable, same thing. So, of course, anything that's going to talk about an open heart and love and friendship is going to be reminiscent of, I don't want to say religion, but of the highest message of love that we have. Well, on that note, it's a perfect way to end here. I, like I said, we will have links to pick up the books, but this latest book, Born Giving Birth to a New You, came out December 1st. It's in paperback. You can get it for Kindle, however you wish to read it, but just read this and see, get this positive energy and love that you've seen during this conversation. Dee, thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a joy, guys. Thank you, and many, many blessings and love to you, Elena. You're a beautiful Thank soul, you. so own it. Okay. I. is truly exciting and so glad that they are starting to make a positive impact. Little Bean Soapery is a woman-owned small business based in Northeast Pennsylvania. Little Bean Soapery does so much as all products are handcrafted and offer many different things for both men and women. Soaps, scrubs, body butters, bath bombs, solid cologne and much more. Little Bean Soapery also does things for special occasions such as birthdays, Mother's Day, Father's Day and special seasonal gift sets. But also, let's not forget large orders for party favors by request. The great things about all products is that they are crafted to be nourishing on the skin. If you wish to check them out, please feel free to visit littlebeansopery.com. Any questions, please feel free to also email littlebeansopery at gmail.com for custom inquiries and or ask anything else you wish. Tell them that Elena from Crazy Train Radio sends you.
Hi there, this is Barbie Wilde. I'm best known for playing the female Cenobite in Hellbound Hellraiser 2. You're listening to Crazy Train Radio.